Six of Dad's Got Issues podcast. I'm Charlie, and over here next to me is the other half of this tag team, Mark. Welcome back to our listeners, and welcome to all our newest members of the DGI Multiverse. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to cover, uh, so let's get between the ropes and uh, let's ring the bell. All right. Um, so uh, we'll start off with some WWE Network news. Um, sorry, my wife was texting me, and she's continuing to text me. Um, WV Network has a ton of any uh, feds now on the network. Uh, so they've been talking about this for probably about a year now, mm-hmm. give or take. Um, and they said they were going to do like tiered systems and this, that, and the third. I'll pay an extra dollar to them a month if that means like when things get back to like normal. Like if Evolve, so I know Evolve um, folded essentially. Right. Um, they couldn't make it through the pandemic. But if WWE's willing, to make them their new like kind of NXT was where like it wasn't on TV, it's only on the network. I'll pay an extra dollar to a month to my. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pay eleven bucks, twelve bucks, thirteen bucks. But also give me progress. Also give me ICW. Um, there's another one. It's a German uh, wrestling company mm-hmm. that they've partnered with. But like I said, give me those companies, man. I, I I can never have too much wrestling, too much diversity, and I also like finding guys before. They're they're the guy. Like yeah. I like you know Austin Theory. I watched Austin Theory on Evolve for a better part of a year, year and a half before he. And I always used to say like he's clear. He was the young one of the youngest wrestlers in the world at the time, competing on the stage. He was competing with, and he was good, very well sound in the ring. He's going through some controversy right now with the whole you know Me Too Twitter um, movement. But I don't think WWE's going to release him. I, if, if, if we're going to talk about Dream here in a minute, right. they're not going to get rid of Austin Theory anytime soon. He's, he is a star in the making. They just got to figure out what his part in this whole Me Too thing is and if they can move on from it or if, unfortunately, his you know, star flamed out before it even started. But my point is, is if there's more Austin Theories out there, Darby Allen was an evolved guy. Ethan Page in, in, in Impact, um, or Nathan Page. Is it Ethan or Nathan? 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 I don't know. The one in the, he's in the North, yeah. uh, the tag team. Um, he, uh, he was evolved. I mean, him and Darby had a massive rivalry. I mean, it was documented on the, the series on Vice, not the Dark Side of the Ring, but they had another, like, wrestling documentary where they went to different territories and topics and things like that. And you know he's fuck he smacked him and Darby have a, a body bag match, which was which is apparently Darby's match. Like that's his like signature thing. Yeah, like, kind of like Undertaker has casket match. Yeah, Darby does the the body, and you've seen him with body bags on AEW and stuff. But apparently, you know him and Paige wrestled for the Evolve Championship at one point, and uh, Paige hits hits him with like a garden shovel, like a like an actual shovel, and splits his fucking elbow wide open and, and broke the elbow. And Darby finishes the whole match. Darby's a I've never met a guy with a higher pain tolerance in my life than Darby Allen, but um, or seen a guy. I've never met him, but my you know, same point. But Mick like, Foley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, b- between him and Mick, like I don't know, I don't understand like the ability to continue on like they do. But hey, more power to him. But like I said, networks getting all these indie feds involved and things like that. That's cool. It's giving them a national or international stage to, to showcase their product. Um, but you're also getting all the backlog now too. Like so, like if you're not familiar with Matt Riddle or Keith Lee or some of these other guys that are coming up through, like you can go and watch 
their matches at the independent when they're independent federations and get an understanding of why they are where they are and why they're being pushed to the moon because i mean rightfully so the guys deserve it yeah um but uh we'll dive right into raw uh eight uh eight ten so so yeah two weeks ago two weeks ago yeah. obviously you know with our you know our drop schedule you know we'll cover a lot uh I know last episode we ran through like every card, read every. Ma- We're not going to do that anymore. We're just going to touch on the things that that we, mattered, that, that matter, and yeah. we took away from it. Um, obviously, they're continuing the underground thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they were like, okay, well, the first week, two weeks, we're just going to squash everybody. Everybody's going to have their squash opportunities, and then we're going to pit our superstars against one another. Um, but like I said, nothing real for me. Nothing really like groundbreaking from underground. Um, my highlight for the night was the Rollins Mysterio segment. It was brutal. I mean, Dominic obviously hasn't been involved in the business very long, but that was some like ECW level shit. Like he was, he got beat, beat like bad. Like, like and, and and that's the that's the level of brutality that we as wrestling fans understand actually does occur in wrestling time to time. Like obviously it's still staged. He agreed to do it. Seth agreed to do it. But when people are like, wrestling's fake, yeah, fucking tell it to Dominic. No, no. wrestling is scripted. Yes. I, I would never use the yeah. word fake. You know, when, when like, just show that, like, obviously, we've shown chair shots, we've shown other people with their kendo stick bruises and wounds and things. Like, that, I mean, the kid was bleeding. Oh, it like, was, the whole time I'm watching that, and I'm watching him take these hits, and I'm like, how many more are they going to give him? Yeah. And then, oh, well, somebody's going to run out. No. Why? Why is nobody running, running out? out? Yeah, nobody was there to help him, and I mean, but they they played on that. Like obviously, Ray's at home; he's hurt. Alistair's at home; he's hurt. You know, no, there's nobody in his. There was nobody in well, his. Well, Joe had to stay at the commentary booth. Or, you know, like, yeah, I get it, but like you get, you can't tell me that there's nobody back there. Yeah, on Dom's side. Yeah, so or why send out sixty five referees for anything that Nia Jax does? <laughs> But you know well, somebody who matters, like because Dominic because because even even Dominic getting lashed seventy five times with a kendo stick is still safer than Nia Jax doing anything in the ring. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you know, I know she she gets a ton of shit. I'm just I am not on the train. And you're I'm just s- adding to it. Yeah, and and this is the thing. Like, and people are gonna be like, oh, you hate, it's it's easy to hate on her, and like it has nothing. Like, there's so many people that like they're like. They, they don't like her because they, they don't find her attractive. They don't like – I just don't like her because I don't think she's good, like, at, like, at her I job. Put, I like, put her skill set on, like, level, her skill level yeah. on the same par, like, if, if, we're, if we're measuring them, as Lana. Yeah. <laughs> I would put yeah. at skill But level, you know what, though? Lana isn't powerful enough to hurt someone. True. I will give Nia Jax credit where credit's due. She is a strong woman. Yeah. And that's a problem. You know, could you imagine if China worked as unsafe as she did? China China legitimately could hurt a male superstar. No, but she I, – I, 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 I'm always like I'm half full, right? Like I always think like she can get better. Yeah. She's had plenty of time though to get better. Yeah. And it hasn't. But like I go back to Trish Stratus's first match ever. Right? Yeah, it's rough. It's yeah. rough to watch, but it's not – but, but, but she's not – unsafe yeah you know that's my biggest like i i care enough as i care enough as a fan about the well-being in the future of the superstars i'm watching like 
like when Daniel Bryan came back, like if I didn't read into it and find out like 10 doctors had cleared him and he was symptom free and this, that, and the third, and he was going to manage his body well, like I would have been like, Daniel Bryan, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you're, you're going to, we've already seen what traumatic brain injuries can potentially, I mean, whether or not you believe it had it played a part in it or not, like I would hate to turn on the news one day and find out that Birdie and Bree and his family ended up like the Benoit's. Yeah. Because something chemically snapped in his head and, uh, you know, he couldn't control himself. And I'm not justifying Chris's actions. I don't know if that was – nobody can say whether or not that's why he did what he did. Right. But I can tell you this. We know enough about, you know, CTE – and traumatic brain injuries, obviously, as a football coach and following the NFL. Like, there's, like, Junior Seau taking his life. Like, Junior Seau is one of the happiest, easiest-going guys of all time, and obviously suicide affects everyone. But they said, you know, when he, he the reason why he shot himself in the chest is because he believed he had something mentally wrong with him, and it was caused by CTE. And they went and looked at his – you know, they look at Chris Benoit's brain. He had basically, like, an entire, like, lobe that wasn't functioning. Like, so, like, that this just goes to show, like, I don't want to see these people hurt. Yeah. I want them to be able to live long, fruitful lives. Like, I don't, like it kills me to see Lex Luger when I go to events, and he's in a, a fucking wheelchair, and he looks like he, 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 he can't take care of himself. Like, that's what I don't want to see from... For the, any of them. From like, any of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like, you know, like, we watch wrestling because, you know, we want to suspend reality. We yeah. want to see... We, we like athletics. We like we like that. We like the storytelling behind it. And, you know, these guys are there for a reason, and, 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 and girls are there for yeah. a reason. They, they put on... They, they are there to entertain us, and for that, I'm always appreciative. But, yeah. yeah, like you're saying, like, you know, we want these people to hang around. And w- when they decide to hang up their boots... That's okay too. Yeah. Like I'm, the, I would never fault a guy. Yeah. You know, you can take, uh, you know, a, a Daniel Bryan caliber athlete. I'll take. I will take. I will take, and I will take as many Barry Sander esque retirements as I as I have to to preserve the longevity of these people's lives. Yeah. Like, like you know, Stone Cold. Everybody's always like, "Oh, Stone Cold, one more match. Stone Cold, one more match." Like his knees are shot. Like he's got a bad neck. Like. I don't need to see Stone Cold put his his health on the line for me to be enjoyed. Like that's my thing, my biggest gripe with the Undertaker. Like, in, especially after watching Last Ride and seeing that, like he's got two young daughters that he's caring for now. He's got older children, but he's got two young kids at home. He's got a, a younger wife who clearly cares about his well being and his and his health. Like, I don't want Undertaker in a wheelchair, no. like where he can't play, you know, play with his kids or. You know, dance with his daughter at their weddings one day. Like, those are all things I want. That like, as I as a father want to experience, I want them to be able to experience. And there's some guys like like the Dolph Ziggler's, the John Cena's, who are, are more consummate professionals. And WWE is their life. They're not walking away from it, not giving up on it. So at the same time, but they wrestle safely. Yes, right. And in in low impact moves, you know, for themselves, for their opponents. And but my point is, is like you know, we we see it all the time with the Hardys. Like, luckily, lately, like, I'm extremely happy for them because they're clean. Yeah. Like, for the first time in forever, both are clean. They're working separately from one another, which usually is kind of like when disaster strikes. But, like, obviously, we'll dive into, you know, Friday night's results with, you know, SmackDown um, with Jeff winning the IC title belt. And, obviously, Matt being at the forefront in AEW. But they're both clean. Yeah. And 
do I blame Jeff or Matt for not being clean at some point? No, because I literally just watched this, the rewatched the TLC match that we covered in the spotlight episode last, uh, or this, this past week, you know, that match is fucking brutal, <laughs> right? Jeff throws himself off of a 16 foot ladder onto a table where nobody's there to break his fall. Yeah. Like, He's not going to be taking pain pills or shots or, you know, looking Something. for recreational means in order to deal with the pain. It, it just doesn't add up. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, well, so we're, we're talking about longevity, right? Well, so let's talk about uh, my highlight from from this episode being the Randy Orton, Ric Flair. Yeah, I mean uh, that I mean that whole thing and, and Flair's promo like that's. I've never been a huge Ric Flair guy, right? Yes. I, I've never been like, oh, you know, I love the Four Horsemen. I well, love, I love Ric Flair. I love Flair. But, uh, you know, I, I've always respected Ric Flair. And um, and I know that a lot of wrestlers have hold Ric in this high regard for what he's done for the business. And for that, again, appreciative. Um, but that promo there, that helped me become more of a Ric Flair yeah. fan because, you know, he's, a, he's peeling back a little bit and there's, and there's some reality mixed in with yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, he brought up his coma, brought up his daughter, brought up, you know, his legacy and, you know, it makes sense that if we're, if Flair wanted anybody to break his record, it'd be his running guy. It'd be, it'd be a Randy Orton. Right. And you know, the, the things that he says, you know, he's like, you know, I just, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm I'm just happy to share the spotlight. And I think with you. I think that's something, though, too, with like Flair. And with, you know, with Orton. And so like Orton's generation of guys probably appreciate a little. But like think about like if Flair cut that promo on like. Like an Austin theory. Could you imagine like he's having that conversation with that young of a person who who isn't thinking about death who isn't thinking about retirement. Like, they're not even really probably thinking about, like, kids at this point. Like, But, like, he's having that conversation with, like, Randy, who's got a wife, who's got kids, who's got, like, a life outside of wrestling, who's kind of not – I don't want to say Randy's on the back nine because Randy is putting out some of the best product he's ever put out. But he's obviously the veteran in the locker room, like Drew's pointed out. Like, he's not a leader, but he's definitely the longest – I mean, he's one of the longest tenured guys. Yeah, there. but like the point is, is like you know, with Flair saying what he said, like like you said, it pulls back a little bit of layer layer from the Nature Boy, and shows you Ric Flair who he is as a person. Which, like I said, W, this is the one thing WWE is doing well right now is this feud with him and Drew. I think Drew's selling could be a little bit better because he uses the same like "you bastard, you yeah. bastard," and you're like, "Drew, like stop calling, like mm -hmm. calling him a bastard like nine times." Just, <laughs> like it's it's very over. It's, Maybe you couldn't hear him in the in the uh, in uh, the, uh, the fan. Uh, the fan was too loud above yeah. him. But like that's my like my thing. Like, but they're booking it well. I'm. I'm like I said, you know, I shared on Instagram. I'm like, maybe it's just the pandemic getting to me, but like, I'm genuinely excited for oh, yeah. SummerSlam. Yeah, and and like you said, Randy's putting out some of his best work. Uh, but like this, that whole promo, like, and obviously we get into the following week. But um, you know, that whole promo there, uh, you know, shows the level that Randy is at right now. And I know they, I know that it was announced a little while back that the same writing teams that work on Raw are now working on SmackDown, but it's clear that the same person handling the main event picture is not the same person. Right. Because the polar opposite is happening on SmackDown with Bray and Braun. I think it's the most poorly handled feud that they've had today. And the fucking Rollins 
Fiend feud was awful. Yeah. Like this is this is borderlining worse than Rollins Fiend. Because well, at least at the Rollins Fiend, like climax at the end of it, you got heel Seth. Mm-hmm. You're not getting like this. This Braun is not interesting to me. Well, but it looks like we're we're getting a double turn. Which yes. Again, we'll we'll get to. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so all right. So um. So we'll go we'll go to Wednesday night eight twelve. 20 uh, AW NXT. Right. So um, my highlight for AW that night was Cody versus Scorpio Sky. It's a great match. Um, I guess if I'm going to put my pick on there, um, I don't know because I'm a fan of of tag team tag team wrestling, and it seems like that's always my pick. When yeah, it I mean it was to, tag team appreciation night. It's true, and. and I want to I, w- I want to pick a match, but you can do the you can do the promo. I, I feel like the promo was was the yeah. thing that stood out the most to me. Yeah, because it finally you, pushed FTR into the heel where they belong. Yeah, right. Um, and I love Tully in that. And again, I'm ne- I've never been a huge four horsemen guy, right? But yeah. I, I will always preface it with respect for what they accomplished, respect yeah. for what they did. But I've never been I mean, like if they're standing in the ring with the Rock and Roll Express. I mean, you're. But, You're talking generationally. That's the two. I mean, yeah, they helped make tag team wrestling popular. Yeah. Right. Two, uh, two completely different contrasting styles. Yeah. too. Like, and, and same thing with the Bucks and FTR. The, yeah. the, you know, you look at them and it's great. But, um, you know, Arn standing there and telling the Bucks how great they are. And Tully uh, was kind of standing off to the back. Excuse me. Uh, and then Rock and Roll Express telling the Bucks how great they are. And, yeah, they talk about, you know a little to, to, to FTR and even Arn's like, you know, hands down, you know, one of the best tag teams in the world. Yeah. Or I think he might have even said they were but the he, best. But th- I think Arn's the one that highlighted that the Bucks had the, the hardware. They yeah, are, but, they've documented, they're documentedly the best team. Yeah, there was team. all of this, hey, you guys are great, hey, you guys are great yeah. towards the Bucks and not so much love being given to FTR. But then Tully steps in and he's like, you guys don't have belts right now. Yeah. So... Uh, I don't care what, you know, you, you guys can sit here and pat yourselves on the back. And I think that that was great. And then, you know, especially with the Rock and Roll Express really heaping on the praise yeah. of the Bucks, not really even acknowledging the uh, FTR that. Um, but like I said, you know, obviously you get the turn. Yeah. You know, you, you, you get, uh, is it, it's, it's uh, Dax selling the knee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Dax selling the knee and then getting up hitting hitting the, the Rock and Roll Express with the, the knee brace. brace and then them hitting Shatter. What? It's not a Shatter it's Machine. A, it's not, yeah, it's called... Um, it's like their version of the Indie Taker from... No, uh, shoot. Um, the Goodnight Express. Yes. Yeah, So that's like, what they're calling it now. So, like, that's my thing. Like, I think, you know, like, that's good. Because I, I think, to be honest with you, though, so they're doing the Fatal 4-Way match next week, or this coming Thursday, or tomorrow, I guess, tomorrow night. Um, if you're listening to this. No, no, not tomorrow night, sorry. Thursday night of this week. Yeah, um, because the NBA. Yeah, because of the NBA. Um, so when you they're, – they're doing the Fatal 4-Way match for the number one contendership for the tag titles going into All Out. Um, I think FTR is going to win. Yeah, because they are – um, I, when we, when, so when we recorded this, they were six and zero. Oh. My prediction would be FTR wins the Fatal Four Way, gets the number one contendership, and then they wrestle and probably beat Kenny 
and Adam. So this is how it, we'll, we'll do fantasy booking. This is how I do it. I'd have FTR beat Kenny and uh, Hangman. I would eventually have uh, um, Sean Spears link up with them somehow uh, to start their little stable with Tully. And then eventually you bring Hangman over. I think I think the easiest way to bring Hangman into the fold immediately at All Out is he just abandons Kenny. He could do that too. Because if you've noticed, Kenny's been running with the Bucks so much and Hangman's in the back drinking or hanging out with FTR. I wouldn't be surprised if come All Out when it's time to defend the titles against FTR, Ken, or Adam Page is nowhere to be found. And then that allows you... To have a two-on-one match with Kenny fighting to defend the titles and he can go out, you know, courageously and get, you know, basically get put down. FTR wins the belts. So now they have the hardware. Page aligns himself maybe in a, in a backstage segment or even comes out to the ring afterwards and shares a beer with them. And then, you, like you said, you have Spears. But then my question for you becomes if you have a four horseman, who's the flair in that stable? It's got to be Hangman. Hangman. Yeah. And then Spears is a TNT title guy. Yeah. So I have no problem with that. I think that works. But um, I don't know. Because then, then, then I get confused because of how they're booking Kenny. But I think Kenny turns. I think Kenny. I think Kenny ends up having a hangman moment where he's like, I, I don't want. I don't like. Clearly, the elite's not working for me. Being in the elite is not working for me. So basically, he'll branch off from the Bucks or the Bucks turn. I could see, I could see a, 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 a heel face, like, because you, you could make FTR face. You, you could. Can, you can. You, you, could, you could turn Tully's stable face. It wouldn't work as right well. Now, yeah. But I think if you're going to push Kenny into, into a heel, I think you just split him off and let him do his own thing. Do like a lone wolf type deal. Just have him do like the Terminator style. And that works. I mean, you know, that, that's fine. It's just like if everybody starts turning. Yeah. Well, I think I think Kenny's going to turn, yeah. which will allow the elite to align with Cody and the Nightmare family to fight the Dark Order. So that gives you or not the elite, the Young Bucks. So that gives you, you know, enough membership to, to kind of fend off the Dark Order. Okay. Um. But Kenny has to be going towards something in his quest as a heel. And I think Moxley, unfortunately, not unfortunately, because I like Moxley's reign, and he's in the same boat as Drew. No, no fans is hurting his reign. Mm. But I think Moxley's going to beat MJF. And if he doesn't beat MJF, MJF's going to win, and then in the rubber match, Moxley's going to win. Yeah. But I think Kenny ultimately is... They're going to reignite that feud. They're on a collision course... For Kenny versus Moxley, with Moxley being face, Kenny being heel, for Kenny to win, to capture the belt, but then also to set up the Kenny-Adam Page story, which would probably be like the really the first AEW-centric world title picture of guys that aren't WWE guys, Yeah, which would be nice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so like I said, my highlight was Cody and Scorpio. Cody's continued... Continued defense of the title week in and week out against 
AEW independent guys has been a highlight for me just because you're getting new faces. And I think Scorpio Sky is extremely underutilized. He's like 13-0 and on AEW Dark. So him coming up and getting a shot on television versus Cody. Obviously, we'll talk about this week's episode or, you know, this, this past weekend's episode of Dynamite as well. But, you know, where, you know, spoiler, the, the belt changes hands. Yeah. But like I said, I thought Scorpio Sky... He's he's a perfect candidate down the line to win that belt. Yeah, I th- I and think elevate himself to a main event level status. I, if if he's not there already. Uh, and speaking of belt, they debuted. Yeah, that, the, the they new, they debuted the new or the, well, the the finished version of the TNT title, which I still think it's missing something behind the TNT. We talked about this yesterday, me and a buddy of mine. I think the like you know like the the wire globe. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like like the design of like yeah, a yeah, basketball. Yeah. They should have done that, or very similar to what the 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 NXT Cruiserweight title has the globe in the middle of it. I think if you would have done that behind the TNT, it would have looked really good. But TNT's logo <laughs> is that circle with just TNT. In the yeah, yeah so I know. But I but my thing is, is, I just for me personally, I think it's just missing something. Yeah. Well, um, the, you got to think like, all right. Well, the show is dynamite, right? And that'll always carry over. So you know, it can always remain the TNT Championship. Yeah. Um, because the the show being dynamite. Yeah. But, um, you know, if they're not on TNT forever, yeah. You know, then it's going to be it would be awkward so maybe you get a redesign there but uh also on that night uh we had nxt on there uh and uh the takeaway from that was to me the the contract signing uh between uh, keith lee and carrying but you know what though like everybody else that that watched that night AEW dominated oh yeah they did like ratings wise they were like AEW was worth a million that night, I think. Yeah, I mean, the, the average wise, they were like nine eighty five or something, something crazy. It was almost like people thought the basketball game was supposed to be on, and they really like maybe they just got sucked in or kept the TV on or something. I don't know, but they they saw a significant jump in ratings. On. Well, well, I mean, let's let's take a look at what happened that night, right? You had you had Drake Maverick taking on Killian Dane. That ended quickly um, because you know undisputed air. Adam Cole had something to say. Uh, you had uh, Santos Escobar taking on Tyler Breeze uh, in a non-title. So, was, I mean, not a huge match. I, I like those guys, but it's not enough to like go, oh, yeah. this is great. Uh, Mia Yim, Indy Hartwell, not anything that I was excited about. Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah taking on Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Again, nothing exciting. You there. know, though, to, to, to talk touch on that match, I'm happy to see, uh, what's her name? Katie. Is it Katie? Katie Kenzaro? Yeah. Yeah. Because there was rumors after the Rumble she was done. Or Casey Kenzaro, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know if she was going to come back or not. And the reason why we like her, I mean, we're both Baltimore. She she's, she went to Towson. Yeah. It's funny. My my buddy Brett had her class with her. And I'm like, you didn't shoot your shot? Right. She was on American Ninja Warrior, yeah. obviously. But I'm like, you didn't shoot your shot? Like, you, we could be going to WrestleMania for free, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, instead, you don't even shoot a shot. Like, But like uh, I said, you know. And, and like I said, she's a tremendous talent. Yeah. Her ring entrance, like if you're not paying attention, you you don't catch it. But she climbs the fucking term, like she climbs yeah. the 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 post. That's not easy to do. No, it's cool. I mean, it plays on her American Ninja Warrior experience, yeah. and it's cool. Yeah. And I do like her tag team. Yeah. But that's the thing. She's in a tag team. She's a tag team female wrestler right now, and but yet the fucking belts are being held hostage by two fucking main eventers. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, the, well, the other thing that happened tonight, uh, you have Velveteen Dream. Return. C- ret- come back. And, like, a, you know, we touched on that a little bit with Austin Theory. You know, 
I'm still on the fence about it. But like Triple H coming out and being like, oh no, we looked into it. We did our homework. Like he's back. He's not going anywhere. And, and then he was in a car accident. Yeah, he was in a car accident. That's TV. why he wasn't on TV. Okay, cool. And for the most part, if that came out of Vince McMahon's mouth, I'd be like, that is salt to a slug. <laughs> like you're just playing bullshit. But I don't, ha- I don't have a reason to distrust Triple H. Like, Hunter has been one of the more authentic people, I think, with WWE and why they do things. But it's not just us that they're answering to with Dream. It's also their shareholders who wanted to know why this guy was back on television after being accused of talking to an underage minor. Mm-hmm. So clearly WWE did their homework. Clearly either it was a mistake or WWE's okay with him being on their roster and continuing to push him. Yeah, well, I mean, this is just one more, you know, log for the fire of me not liking Velveteen Dream. Yeah, I, I, I've never cared for him. You know, I don't mind before. him. I don't mind him. I liked his character. I liked the Dream. Like when he first debuted, I was like, "Oh, this is stupid," but it's very similar to like, you know. Like Brazongo, when he debuted, I fucking hated that guy. I couldn't, I couldn't oh, okay. fucking believe I was at WrestleMania watching him beat Chris Jericho. Yeah. But in the long run, like obviously, it, you know, it, we we are where we are with 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 Fandango. Yeah. He's a good comedy act. He's a solid in ring worker, and like I wouldn't want to see a serious Fandango. Yeah. But at the same time, like Velveteen has played some great foil to some good wrestlers you know his shit with Roderick Strong was great yeah you well know. I mean but he's he's just a cro- uh, and I know nothing is ever really super original but he's just a cross between Prince and Rick Rude yeah that's that's all he is to me and but and that's how it felt since he came in and I know a lot of people were on the dream train then obviously you know he treated you know uh, a mutual uh, person that we know you know he treated their their kids like crap yeah um at an event and that immediately i was like dude she's like she's wearing your shirt like yeah okay and i have no reason not to believe yeah that 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 happened right so you know that automatically just kind of anything where i could have said anything positive about the guy and i hate to say this too like we're from his air like yeah we're from here we're from where he's from yeah so when you come back home like no offense to anybody that doesn't live where we live but like, if Dream's in California and wants to be a dickhead to somebody, yeah, okay. When you're on your home turf, that's usually when they let their guard down a little bit, and they are a little more open to people and you know, in their banter and how they talk or interact. But like, if you're getting negative, like, well, this wasn't even like it was TV or anything like this. This was a private thing, like, yeah. it, no picture, no autograph, no nothing. But undisputed era, Shayna Baszler, like they were all cool. So you know, he pulls that crap here. All right, so you've lost me completely. And then yeah. I hear something like this. I was like, yep, I believe it because yeah. I've already built my, my image of, of who yeah. he is. So, like I said, my, yeah. my, my highlight was the qualifier match. Um, you know, it was good. And, and the tease of Balor Dream, I, I actually do like that match idea. But clearly, they wanted to put a, a higher profile name into the ladder match. So they put Dream in the ladder match, which ultimately. You know, meant that we weren't going to get Dream and Balor at at Takeover Thirty. So, you know, they'll they'll, they'll keep that that iron in the fire, I guess. I was fine with what we got with Balor yeah. at Thirty. Yeah. Um, then obviously SmackDown. It, not much. Yeah, I mean, 
my highlight was Big E and Morrison only because Big E getting he's he's getting a solid like they're they weren't just saying like I'm going singles run here's time for the push or time for his push but he also is actually winning singles matches and you know kind of playing one like he's a locker he's trying to be a locker room leader and so on and so forth so that's that's cool yeah and I, the WWE's been talking about locker room leadership a lot and I almost think that the reason why they're doing that is is because when Roman finally comes back He's going to be like, you know, you all have been fighting over this leadership spot. Like, I'm not here kind of thing, yeah. which I would like to see from him. Well, but it's it seems like, yeah, we're getting retribution on uh, both like both main shows. But it feels like it's more on SmackDown than it is on Raw. Well, it's also because SmackDown, I think, is on Fox. Yeah. And Fox but wants I, the cool stuff. I feel like whoever's behind it, they're going to make it on SmackDown. Like whoever the whoever's ultimately behind the, everything with retribution will be a SmackDown, will be yeah. a SmackDown guy. Um, I don't know. It, good match, you know. John Morrison, Biggie. Twelve minutes though, you know, of 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 time and the stretch muffler. To me, I don't know. Your your knee is supposed to bend that way. Yeah. So it's never been one of those like. I, but it's also one of those things though too. Like I said, it's cool. Biggie's using a different move. Yeah. He's, he's developing himself as a wrestler in the ring, which is which, this late in the game, like it's cool. Like, but like obviously the power slam that he or what's the it, big ending? The big ending. Yeah. I still think that's a, a good solid finisher. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, remember, uh, you know, I think even Brock used it, but they called it like the Brock log. But the thing is too though with with the with the submission move that will look more imposing on bigger opponents for him. Yeah. Like you put you put big show in that move and hoist him over your neck, that's impressive. Sure. You know, for him it's 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 the look of it. Does it look difficult? Um uh but uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. That was probably the that was the best match of the night. Like I said John the, Morrison, I yeah, mean, the, will Put on a good match. Yeah, and like I said, though, too, like the six-man tag bullshit, like, or, I'm sorry, not, sorry, like, they, they, they continuously highlight weird, like, people and things, and, you know, the, the, the Bray Wyatt, Fiend, Fiend slash Braun Strowman, few, like, they're not building that well to me. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they bring Alexa Bliss into it, and then... Which yeah, I thought could work if you make her sister Abigail. Yeah, well, and see, we still don't know where that, that whole angle's going, but, I mean, you know... I think she's going to cost Braun the title. So, again, I think this is where we're getting into this, like, weird double turn, but I don't see... How do you make The Fiend a good guy? Yeah, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not seeing... Maybe there, maybe there is a way you do it. Like the Undertaker, yeah, could change from good to bad uh, without having to change much. One because he had Paul Bearer as a as a voice, and then when Paul was gone, you know, he was able to kind of carry his own and and, yeah. and tweak the character enough. But the Fiend is still fairly new and still fairly terrifying to yeah. like the general audience that they're playing to. I mean, we all know that they they you know. John Cena is who he is because they cater to the seven-year-olds. Right. So they want seven-year-olds pissing their pants when they see the Fiend come to the ring with a Bray Wyatt head lantern. Like, he can't be a good guy. Yeah. And, like, I almost think... Do you think we're in the, the, the midst of a change, like, uh, wrestling-wise? Like, that I know we've got... Share, I know WWE's got shareholders and everything, but do you think they could go, 
we're going to push the envelope a little bit more because yeah. AEW is showing that it that's works. what is yeah, going to yeah. draw viewers. So it's funny, like as, as successful as AEW is right now, viewership-wise, think about it. <clears throat> Somebody raised the point. So on Wednesday night, this past week, when AEW didn't run concurrently with NXT, the go-home show for NXT only pulled in seven... 753,000 or so viewership numbers wise. So they were, they were, they only gained like 115,000 viewers from NXT from, from AEW. So people that typically would be tuning into AEW tuned into NXT live. So in, I think it's either two or three weeks. You get the same thing happens to NXT. NXT will get bumped because of the NHL playoffs. Um, so you'll get to see if AEW does significantly better, which I think it's going to. I think you're going to see AEW break that million viewership mark. If AEW hits 1.1, 1.2, they're only gaining about 200,000 viewers, but they're breaking the million mark. That's got to show WWE... Even your fans are willing to tune in to, to watch it, watch it when, when your product's not available. If TNT and AEW like, see this concurrently happening, 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 I could almost see us moving to a different night for, for AEW. If they moved like Thursday or even like Tuesday mm-hmm. and did their show where they're on. Yeah, by themselves. Well, they're by themselves. And if you did, if you, so if you did Thursday, you run into college football when college football season in. So if you did Tuesday night, there's nothing on Tuesday nights. There's okay. no sports on Tuesday nights. So mind, like, like mind, be mindful though. Like, obviously, TNT has the contract with basketball, which they'll, they'll never give up. That's way too lucrative. I don't know if basketball normally falls on Tuesday nights or not. But my thing is, is if, if AEW does Tuesday nights and, they're by themselves. I'll watch Raw. Like, I'll watch them all. Like, that would only help NXT numbers, potentially. But I think, you know, they're splitting that audience down the middle. There's about a million and a half to a little over a million and a half viewers watching wrestling on Wednesday nights, whether it's AEW or NXT. Um, uh, so then we get into this past week's Raw. Yeah. Um, had, uh, eight, you know, our favorite HBK yeah. show back up uh, to get involved in this Randy Orton. But, it, but by this point, it's predictable. Yeah. Like, he's going to RKO, he's going to punt. Yeah. Like, so, like, I didn't think, like, we didn't need, I would have much rather just had him and Drew facing off. Well, so, I will say this. HBK's presence there and talking Drew up that backstage moment there, um, I think helped not that Drew needs any more elevation. I think that they've been doing a really good job at making him seem important, but kind of getting that. Was the backstage statement about being like a leader and doing all those? Yeah. Stuff? The the problem is, no offense, Sean, because I'm I'm literally sitting. I'm wearing a Shawn Michaels shirt and shorts. He wasn't a leader. Sean <laughs> was not. Like, no. Like yeah, if Undertaker came up to Drew and was like, "Hey, you're doing the right things," like there's some merit to it. But like Sean, now you're like. I get it. You work for the company. You run the show. You help run the show down in NXT, and like your your wisdom and your years are now behind you, and you're you're using that to help this next generation. But like hearing Sean be like, "Hey, you're being a great leader," like and, and like he hasn't he's not speaking really from experience. He's just speaking 
what they tell him to say to make Drew seem, seem better. Well, so I guess I took it from the, the perspective of, yeah, Sean, during his time as a wrestler, you know, during the peak of his career, yeah, no, he wasn't a leader, but, you know, people look to Sean, especially this generation of wrestlers, look at Sean and go, you're my role model, and I want your acknowledgement. I, yeah. I want to know that I'm doing well. So I feel like that's the way they went with it. Not that based off of your experience, but am I doing a good job? And yeah. Sean's been around the business long enough to where I think that that blessing actually yeah. matters. Uh, but so, so my highlight, though, for the night, obviously, I mean, is, you know, I was reading this when I was talking about the SmackDown, the six-man tag match. I do like the Hurt Business. I do like the Apollo Crews storyline. I like, like, even though I think it's centered around the wrong guy, like MVP being the guy that Apollo Crews is, is, is going back and forth with, because I think you probably could have maybe done Shelton Benjamin. You maybe could have done Lashley. We've tried Lashley, Apollo Crews, and it didn't, it didn't click with people. I think MVP's ability to talk on the mic, having kind of the prestige he has within the company, helps this feud but then you're also seeing it cedric alexander is gonna cedric alexander is gonna end up being a part of the hurt business yeah well i mean because even during their match you know cedric alexander comes out beats shelton benjamin for the title yeah but then shelton benjamin gets it back yeah but like i said i, th I just think i think cedric alexander is is set up for a nice heel turn which keeps ricochet face and allows both of those guys to go their separate ways yeah ricochet needs to be on his own but the problem is we're not seeing we're you have a three-hour show you can't find a spot for some of these guys yeah, i mean, I mean you, you have a raw underground that's featuring guys that you know do i like at least Dolph Ziggler has something to do i like that you know uh yeah. you know um you eric from the, from and the and, and Ivar too. Game. Ivar's on there next week. Yeah. And then you get you know Reddick Moss. You get the one dude from NXT. I always forget. But his Ricochet's name. not going to fit into the Raw Underground. Thing. No, but I could. I my problem is is there too. Like you have legit badasses in WWE. Like like why is Matt Riddle not in Underground? Right. Like why is Adam Thatcher not in Underground? Or or uh, um, what's his name? It was with Daniel Bryan, Gulak. Yeah. Like put Gulak in. Like these are all perfect candidates, for, but they don't want to put the, they don't want to feature those guys because they're actual technicians and yeah. it won't look good, you know, when you know Ivar tries to punch somebody and he gets choked out or something. You know, it right. just it is. This is very this is very brawl for all esque. Like I don't know what the outcome of it's going to be, but I hope it's not another stupid belt. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't I don't need a belt. I don't need a trophy. I don't need a tournament. Like don't turn this into fucking Mortal Kombat. Like. There's got to be an end game to it. There's yeah. got to be something. Maybe it gets you a title shot or get you a U.S. title or IC title shot or something along those lines. I don't know. Or, I mean, you're just getting exposure. And if, if people think that you're believable, yeah, you go out there. Like, if, uh, you know, we'll, we'll use a, we'll, you'll use an Eric from, from Viking Raiders. Right? If he goes out there and he smashes through people, well, yeah, I'm going to believe that you can take on a Drew McIntyre. And I, I, and I, I can see you beating him. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see where it's going. Um, we'll move on. NXT well, on Wednesday on the 19th. Um, my highlight was um, Gargano versus Holland. I'm really digging Ridge Holland. And maybe I just don't watch enough NXT UK. But, like, for me, he's fresh. And I like, I like his in-ring style. He almost reminds me of like a better. He's a more polished 
in-ring guy than like Wade Barrett was, but he could be that 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 brawler bruiser that they wanted Wade Barrett to be. And I, and I liked his match with Gargano. I thought it was con- he was convincing enough that I thought he could beat Gargano. Obviously, Gargano got got the win, but you know we also got Dream Finn, Finn and Dream same night. But yeah. like I said, I for me I, I think Holland's my my guy to watch right now in NXT. It was I mean the show was good. Um, I thought that I thought that you said the contract signing was the week before. I thought. Last for for Karrion Cross and, and Keith Lee was the week. What the week before? Four. That's when he caught. His That's eyes. when it blew, yeah blew up. Oh yeah, face. because because Jericho made fun of them. Yeah. On Twitter with a, a a gif of the contract when he shared the ratings from yeah. the night the next day. Um, I liked the I liked the interaction uh, between Cole and Pat McAfee. Oh yeah, that I was mean, great. and watching Cole just destroy security. Like, yeah. That and was, and it's funny, like it's it's hysterical. Like Pat McAfee's in the middle of the ring talking all his shit. He's got AJ Hawk behind him. Right. Like AJ Hawk was like a bad motherfucker on the football field, and he's just kind of the support cast for this this whole thing. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, and then you know the show set up thirty pretty well. Um, you know, to the point where you're like, okay, well, I'm not sure how things are going to go, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It, it also set up the, the Timothy Thatcher, Finn Balor match yeah. that we got, which. So I, so like I said, I, I, me and Charlie kind of touched on it beforehand, like before we, we started recording today and I was let down by 30, you know, and we'll, we're going to get right. We'll, we'll roll. Yeah. Let's, so, let's, let's, so let's my, steamroll my only, SmackDown. Yeah. My <laughs> only, my only highlight from SmackDown was a Thunderdome setup. Yep, that's, that was pretty cool. I, I give it to WWE. It's legit, like, being able to bring your fans in digitally, like, the, all the video boards and lasers and fi- pyrotechnics. Like, it's cool as shit. Like, you know, good on them getting out of the Performance Center and making, you know, you know, turning, you know, was it turning shit and eggs out or whatever the hell the saying is. But uh, we'll go right into NXT 30. Um, it's a monumental event. I get well, it. Hold on. Jeff Hardy won the IC Yeah, but I don't care about that. Yeah. Because I think he's going to lose it right back t- tonight. I think so too. Um, so, but my thing is, is uh, NXT 30 is a monumental event, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously NXT runs shows a little bit more. Like Takeover is take like that's what it is. It's never been like a different name or anything like that. Like obviously NXT Portland, Brooklyn, blah blah blah. Um, but th- we got to 30, and it seems like just the other day I was watching. Who was it? Uh, Pac or Neville and. Who who did he re- Neville wrestle? Oh, he wrestled at uh, um, Bo Dallas yeah, in the ladder match at, at the first takeover. Yeah, I remember watching that. Like, but my 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 point I'm getting at is is they did that in full sail, and that felt like an earth shattering event. And then obviously we're back at full sail for NXT, but with the pandemic, you can only fit some put so many people in the room. It just didn't hit for me. So, I, I I'll. I'll and I'll maybe, be the counterpoint, right? I, like, I enjoyed the show. Like, I enjoyed the show. It, it, did it have the feel of any of like the other big takeovers, like a, like a takeover Dallas, like the takeovers that always happen like, yeah. right before uh, Mania, Mania and stuff? N- no, but I'm also I've, I've also kind of put myself in a situation where I'm like, I know that I'm not going to get this 
over-the-top spectacle like of everything that's going on i thought that the set that they could that they that they used that was like, nice it was fine right it was yeah. fine for what it was um it was I, like the miniature version of the wrestlemania 30 uh, 31 yeah. yeah so i liked it um the card itself was was good from from top to bottom. There wasn't yeah. a match on there where I was like, no, I'm, I I don't want to see this match. Right? Like yeah. I had no idea I wanted to see Finn Balor take on Timothy Thatcher yeah, until they the, set it up, and, and it and it turned into which opened in a very technical way, which was cool because I'm not used to seeing that from Balor, but he, you know, he was you know chain wrestling pretty well with Thatcher for a while there. Well, and, and like we talked about in our last uh wrestling issue, right, was uh you know like Finn loses too much, like he's just kind of there and um uh, I was happy that he picked up the win here. Where is this momentum going to take him though? Yeah. And because we still don't know like where he's Finn... start and stop right now. It's like they they let him win a couple matches so when he loses to somebody it builds the other person's credibility. But it's like we talked about this last time. I know, but I just want to I want to know where Finn Balor is going because that's my guy. Like that's who I want to see win, right? So, um I I want him I want him in a championship picture. I don't care if it's North American, I don't care if it's the NXT. I just want him somewhere and yeah. They still haven't given that to us. My so. my highlight for the night was Cole McAfee. I'm it was a big, great. I like a Pat. I'm big Pat McAfee. I, I listen to his podcast and follow him on all social medias. He's hysterical. Uh, he's a great sports commentator. But to be honest with you, the guy wanted to catch in the a little bit more training. He's good on the mic. He mm-hmm. can talk. And obviously, this is a, a match that's been built over years of banter between the two of them. But he looked good. I mean, he jumps from from fucking ring to top rope and hits him well, with the. the he super... hit that backflip, man. Before he did that, yeah. that superplex, and like that was a. I knew that I know that Pat McAfee is an athlete, um, and to come into a wrestling ring, like because we've seen this before, right? Athlete or, yeah, I mean, or actor the, or whatever. The next in. closest, the next closest athlete to actor, like that was equally as entertaining in the ring was was Amel. Yeah, and Amel obviously has a tremendous amount of back. You know, he has work where he's doing a lot of stunts and things like that, so it's a little bit easier. And he also, just like McAfee, is a huge fan of the business. Well, and and I think that that helps too. When they are fans of wrestling, they're not just brought into it for yeah. for, for the spectacle of it. Yeah, they're 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 like Rodman. Rodman was stiff. Yeah. Malone was stiff, but Rodman clearly cared enough. Like he actually like loved being a part of the NWO and that craze and that. But it didn't seem like Malone cared much. Right. So like that was all set. Like like set like, you know, Lawrence Taylor doesn't seem like he really gave two shits. Yeah, like he, he was just there because he knew it. Like he was a you know a personality essentially. Right. So it was. I was happy to see that, and and I do. I hope that Pat McAfee, if he wants to wrestle more, like I hope that he he pursues it. Like yeah. the guy has talent. It's just we got to see where it's yeah. Gonna I mean, go. he's a professional athlete. Yeah. And like I said, you know, Cole also carried him to a tremendous match. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than Cody versus Amel. Right. At SummerSlam, if Cody doesn't carry Amel to a decent match, like... Well, and I think that, like, you're going into that match, I'm like, all right, well, Adam Cole has to win this match. Yeah. Right? And, and he did. He did have to win that match. Um, I didn't expect Pat McAfee to be able to go as long as he did. Yeah. And as I'm watching that, the more I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, you know, 
I have no problems with Pat McAfee. Uh, you know, I know this all yeah. has all been storyline and everything, and I know that he's a fan. And he's yeah, he's been he's but, been great. It's so the way, but the way the story was being told, I'm like, oh, please don't let some fluke thing happen to where like, yeah. he beats Adam Cole and Cole beats him, uh, and you yeah. know, all is right in the world. But uh, I, I would like to see if Pat wants to continue doing it, then go ahead, continue trying to to build yourself. Yeah. And, I wouldn't wouldn't mind a rubber match where Cole loses. Mm. Like, I mean, is it necessary? No, but if if McAfee's going to continue to try and wrestle or they're going to use him more often, like him getting a win over Cole would be like, oh, you know, it might have been a fluke, but he got it. Like, he's one and one with the longest reigning NXT champion of all time. But, like, you know, moving on to championships, the ladder match, I mean, NXT, any, any ladder match, it doesn't matter which company. or which brand or whatever ladder matches for titles are usually good it's really hard to not like high spot matches like that it's really hard to to, to not deliver but you know like i said dave i was very surprised i did not expect damien so uh, going into it i was hoping uh that it was either going to be johnny getting this the belt for the second time or damien priest like those were my two going Um, into it i've liked damien Priest since he was Punishment Martinez in, in, in Ring of Honor. I actually, when we went to the Supercard down in New Orleans instead of going to NXT, because that's what we started doing. We started going, we started passing one NXT when we would go to Mania Weekend, and we would go to the, to the Supercard show for Ring of Honor, because the cards were just so stacked. You were seeing all the New Japan people, you were seeing all the Ring of Honor people. Um, he actually wrestled Adam Page. And, I mean, hard hitting, but both guys move extremely well and do a lot of high flying stuff for bigger guys and that was a great match i mean very brutal very you know slower knockers but like you know you had punishment martinez doing back you know backflips off the off the top rope and adam page doing back like they just delivered it was a great match and i've since pretty much since then i've been a big big uh fan of his and obviously him coming to wwe and now he's being he's being pushed and he's a tremendous. He's got a good look. Yeah, love the celebration. Yeah, the celebration <laughs> in the hot tub drinking. drinking Still is, but you know what I also like about uh, uh, it's it's little things, right? Uh, Still is. Well, I mean, you and I are, are again. We're Shawn Michaels marks, right? We like Shawn. Yeah. Uh, and so his 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 ring attire last night was, uh, you know, had like the chains like, like yeah. Shawn would wear. Uh, he's but you know he's also a big Razor Ramon fan, and so like he comes out and he does like the Razor under the ladder thing, yeah. which you know. It's, yeah, and it's cool. And like I said, you know, can't, I feel bad because Cameron Grimes, man. I don't think I've ever watched a ladder match more where I'm like, this guy is so close, but he is not going to win. Well, it was and. He's he's clearly a comedy character, right? Yeah. Uh, I loved. I don't. It was it was wasn't even significant to the match at all. But I love the little tiny ladder, the step ladder yeah. that he just chucked to the top of the other one. Yeah. Like it's little things like that. Like when you can pull them off. Mid, it, it, yeah. It, it, it makes things work. when you don't miss the beat of yeah. like the match. The match doesn't get interrupted by the comedy. Yeah, right. But like I said, it was a good match. Damian Priest winning puts us. That's the opportunity Keith Lee wanted to give other people. So well, and so let's talk about this, right? Carrying Cross beating Keith Lee. Yeah. For the NXT Championship. So I was excited about it because I didn't want Lee to beat Adam Cole. So I'm still sour grapes about that. Um, but it wastes for me. It, the, this whole thing. He's a transitional champion. That's that's what Keith but, Lee is. But this is the thing. So 
we're not political here. Right. We don't get political here. But unfortunately, WWE does things based off of what's going on in the world. So WWE likes to do a lot of publicity photo shoots and put, you know, different... They like to fill different holes mm-hmm. in society. At the time that Keith Lee gets the title, the whole BLM movement is now at its height, at its popularity. So they put the belt on Keith. They put a belt on Apollo. They put a belt on Sasha. They give Big E a push. They, they, they're highlighting the Hurt Business. They're doing all these things. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. Diversity is necessary in all forms of, of profession, life, whatever. But WWE is constantly, constantly forcing it upon themselves when it's not necessary. You have diverse talent. You have talent from all over the globe. There's no reason for you to feel the need to push somebody down or push a, a, a certain ethnicity down your viewership, you know, gullet. You don't need to. Keith Lee deserved to be NXT champion. He has been one of the hottest champions or one of the hottest superstars of all of 2020. His appearance in the Rumble, his appearance at Survivor Series, all the stuff led up to the point that, you know, ultimately he was going to be the AEW champion at some point. You dethrone, he, he, sorry, sorry, (laughs) NXT. You're just wishful thinking right now. (laughs) So you, you know, you have him dethrone Adam Cole. Like you said, obviously being an Adam Cole fan. I like Adam Cole too. I think Adam Cole's in the wrong company. But I think, you know, Adam Cole, I'm a big Adam Cole fan. I've loved Adam Cole since before he was with WWE. But my biggest issue I have with the way that, that this is now booked is, like Charlie said, Lee is a, tradi- a transitional champion, which makes your attempt to capitalize on the African-American market while it's being polarized in, in media and in, in, in society, it looks vain now. It looks extremely vain. It wasn't like Kofi's run, where you gave Kofi like three or four pay-per-views, a legit, you know, rivalry with Randy Orton and all the other stuff, and then you buried him with Lesnar. Like, you you didn't even give Keith Lee a month. Yeah. What did he get, like three weeks, four weeks? He might have got a month. He might have got a month. But, like, here's the thing. Like, I, and I, when I was thinking about it, like, on my drive down here, like, yeah, so Damian Priest is the North American champion, and... Karen Cross is now the NXT champion. Um, but a month ago, Keith Lee had both belts. And now he has no belts. And, yeah. uh, like, I mean, as a wrestler, like, you know, from, from, from his point of view, like. To be honest with you, I would have much preferred him to wrestle Finn, beat Finn. Continue to bury Finn like you're burying him. He, he's being buried. If you're a Finn Balor fan like we are, you see the proverbial shovel tossing dirt on him. Just continue to use him to build up the guys you have, let Lee beat him, and then push out his his title defense against Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross could have went after the North American, or he could have went after Dream, or he could have went after countless other people and, and been highlighted on NXT 30. I would've, you know what I would have liked to have seen? Gargano 
Or even give us Chomp. Chompa literally is on, on Twitter like, they're telling me they have nothing for me. He's I'm back healthy. this Wednesday, though. He's back this Wednesday because he went on Twitter and he bitched and complained that he wasn't on television, which makes sense. I wouldn't want to be on TV, too. I'm fucking Tomasa Chompa. I've carried this brand for two and a half years. Even when I'm fucking out with a broken neck, people still want me here. Right. So... He fought his ass off to get back, and then they're basically telling him, I got nothing for you. Well, it's because you forced Cross into a rivalry he didn't need to be in. Yeah. He, they should Their rivalry should have lasted more than one pay-per-view mm-hmm. or more than one match. They should have pushed that. They should have pushed Finn or fucking pushed Dream or even continue to push continue to push Cole Lee and just let Lee convincingly beat Cole for a second time. Yeah. Like, I would have been fine with Cole losing two straight to Lee. Yeah, because it's not going to hurt Adam Cole. No. Uh, because he's the longest reigning NXT champion in history, right? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, to, not to take away from the Lee carrying cross match. I thought it was a great match. Um, I thought that uh, the right guy won. <laughs> and uh, look, I, 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 I will, I will, I'm, a, I'm a, again, a stickler for like little things that really don't ma- matter much to a match. Just Keith, or not Keith Lee, uh, but uh, Karen Cross's entrance, in and of itself, it's a fucking spectacle. It's it's, but it to me, the only thing about that entrance that I don't like is is Scarlet like lip singing. She <laughs> yeah. looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and there's no way to make it look cool. Like maybe less theatrical. Like stop. Like like she she like she she's just. Uh. Yeah, she's way too attractive to look that unattractive, yeah. and I hate to say that because I, I don't, you know, obviously we're not trying to push, you know, her worth is not her 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 appearance, but when she, you know, her whole entire TNA run, it was basically just her being the hottest woman in 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 the industry, right. and it's almost like WWE doesn't want that, like well, they want they want it to be more focused on Karen and less on her, but she, I mean. I've never really watched a match of hers, but I can tell you, she's a, she's a very attractive woman. She's also very talented, from what I know on the mic. So, like I said, it. But I, I, I'm happy. I'm and well, and I also like I always like heel champions. I mean, yeah, the 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 good guys, you know, they deserve their moment in the sun too. But it always makes for better storytelling. But, so. Better story, yeah, it does. It makes for better storytelling because usually the chase is better than the accomplishment. Very case in point, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch's chase for the title was better than her 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 run as the type, as the champion. However, Becky Lynch had like a half a year, seven eight month run of trying to win the belt. Keith Lee, what like two weeks wins the belt, two weeks loses the belt. Like he didn't chase the NXT title very long. Yeah. So like it wasn't. I don't know. I, I think, like I said, it was a momentary grasp at what was going on in society and not very well long-term booked yeah. because Keith Lee now is hurt by this. I don't think it hurts his momentum necessarily because Karrion Cross got hurt in the match. Well, so is this uh, – this was Lee's first defense. Yeah. And he lost it. Yeah. Yeah. And Karrion – but Karrion Cross apparently – did get hurt, separated his shoulder, like legitimately got hurt, finished the match. Um, they said it, it could be a very similar situation to what Balor went through when he won the Universal title. Oh, man. So if that's the case, I don't, I don't know how they go about this. Um, but like I said, Balor just won. 
Cross might have to forfeit the belt. Lee's obviously the immediate, he gets his rematch. I could see Lee wrestling Balor for like the interim champion. Well, so Barring, don't, don't, don't actually don't even get me started on interim champion stuff because they kind of just forgot about that with the cruiserweight title. They did the same thing with the IC title. Yeah. Right. So it's like you're either the champ or you're not because WWE just likes to forget what's going yeah. on in the world. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm hoping that you know he gets his MRI on uh, you know on the 24th and all comes back where it's like okay you're you're gonna be fine couple weeks and you know we'll we'll see what what uh, rule book WWE plays by you know the well oh you you have to defend your title within 30 days or yeah something. we'll we'll see so um. And then well, we had AEW. Yeah, so we'll move, we'll move into AEW. And the reason, this is my part of my reason why I was not impressed by NXT 30. I didn't, I watched AEW before I watched NXT 30 last night. And when I watched AEW, obviously, I mean, if you listen to us for the last, you know, couple Inside the Ropes ep- or issues or segments, I'm a much, I'm, I'm much more in the boat with AEW than I am NXT or WWE. I still watch it all. I still appreciate it all, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more. I'm enjoying AEW way more than I am anything else. But when I watched NXT 30, maybe I just thought or I expected more from it, but it didn't give me what I was expecting because I watched AEW beforehand, and I felt like I was just watching my normal Wednesday night pro- programming, and it just it didn't have that big big event feel and it, I know it's hurt by the pandemic and I, I'm not holding that against those guys but just nothing about it felt monumental to me like almost a great American bash was almost better than NXT 30 to me and in in your house was was a little bit better for me yeah I mean I don't know it, the the Keith Lee win was way bigger than the carrier and cross. Yeah. And and that's what I'm saying. That was a missed opportunity. But, um, my highlight for, uh, AEW was Cody versus Brody Lee. Obviously that's another title change, but they did something that I don't think I've seen WWE do maybe since Lesnar Goldberg, where you had like this dominant champion who's gone on this crazy run and within four minutes, it, it was, was it, it was quick. Yeah, it was a squash match, and you know they actually sold the Cody injury really, really, really well up until they re- they attacked him again. And I wish they wouldn't have done that because they could have played like you know Cody is like he got seriously hurt. Like they're they're looking at his neck, they're looking at this, they're looking at that because like he sold in the ring like well like he stiffened up his arm and like he didn't move like it. Like, we were watching my buddy, obviously, you know, he, he suspends disbelief a little bit more than I do. But I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. But then, like, when they brought out all that medical personnel, and it, like, they sold it, the injury well. But then, obviously, they attack Arn, they attack him, they attack Dustin, and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy with Dustin, uh, part of the uh, – I feel bad. Uh, yeah, him. Yeah, uh, that guy. <laughs> and then obviously Brandy comes out, and then Anna Jay chokes her out. I'm like, but like that's my my thing though. Like, but they did a good job. So Cody losing though makes sense. 
Yeah. From a storytelling standpoint, right? Because, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks, we keep hearing about like, oh, well, how long can he keep this up? How long can he keep this up? Yeah. And, and, and he was he was breaking down. Yeah. Ribs were hurting. You could see him like during a match, grabbing his ribs, grabbing his, his shoulder, like different matches were taking different tolls on him. And that was cool to see that build up over a couple of weeks. But now he's and, and, and the thing is, is. They haven't given Brody Lee the treatment that he was necessarily ex- we expected, but in one in one four minute squash match of, of Cody, Brody Lee's a serious dude now. Yeah, now now he's believable. Yes, and it's not because he's the champion; it's because of the match that he had. Yeah, the the belt is just a belt. Yeah. Um. So. It was uh, it was nice. Lots of brutality though. Uh, you had uh, Matt Hardy chucking uh, Sammy Guevara through the tables. Uh, yeah, which yeah. Uh, you know, which, Sammy which is going to which turns into next week they're wrestling in a tables match. Right. Um, and then obviously you had you know Darby wrestled some guy, some some dude, but to um, give me the name, uh, Will Hobbs. Dude, he was impressive. Yeah. I watched that match. I'm like. Damn, like this dude. This dude's big. He's moving well. Like you know, no, no offense, Mr. Hobbs, but he he reminded me of like a less in shape Big E, but like he moves like Big E at Big E's size. Um, I hope they I hope they feature him more. I, I liked him and I thought he looked good and he, he made it his match first Darby believable. So that was that was always that's always nice when you see a bigger guy wrestle a small guy. And, they have that in-ring chemistry kind of pushing towards one another. Yep. Um, but you also got FTR at the beginning with Tully. Yeah, which, you know. Starts their partnership officially. Yeah, so um, I, I'd like to see where this is going. You know, um, I'm, I'm a big Sorry. fan of, uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of FTR. Um, yeah, so am I. Adding Tully to the mix, great. You know, like we kind of already hinted on, right, of, yeah. you know, building up. And then they, t- then they teased Adam. Yeah, you know Adam so. coming in talking about their attack the week before, and them saying it doesn't doesn't concern you. We, you know, we're gonna win this fatal four way next week, in order to face you guys because we want to face a real main. You know, basically buttering up Adam. Yeah, you know, which makes sense. Yeah, traditional heel tactics. Exactly, and that's and that's what's great about FTR. And, um, but uh, you also got uh, Eddie Kingston, like Butcher Blade, Pentagon, and Phoenix, like. Like they were getting at each other's throats after their loss, and Eddie Kingston comes out, and I don't know, I don't quite know what it is. I don't know what what we're what we're moving towards with that, but I like the little like, all right, let's come in group hug, and like Kingston looks over over the, like gets to the camera, like shakes his head, like he's planning, he's plotting something, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah, you know, uh, so like AEW, you know. Like we were talking, you know, on Facebook, somebody made a stupid ass post in one of my 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 dirt sheet groups of AEW doesn't know how to long book. You guys are fucking retards if you if you think you're clearly not watching the product. The product is is booked months and months months like out. Like they're doing they're building stories, they're doing things so well because they don't have a pay per view every month to cater to. So people saying that they don't long book. Aren't watching the paper. Aren't watching the product. Yep. Um, well, uh, and then um, Chris Jericho, Orange Cassidy yeah. in a Mimosa Mayhem match. Yes. Uh, sure. 
Why they, not? They drowned it. They drowned it, Cassidy and Champagne. Yeah. Uh, the other. It's just like you said. This is just Jericho being Jericho. He can do it. Whatever he does is gonna. It's gonna go over, and people are gonna watch it, and they're gonna enjoy it. Um, you had the end of the women's tag tournament, which I thought was a, which should have been a tremendous showcase, which it was for the most part. They they showed. I mean, they didn't show any of those matches on television, which I thought was stupid, other than the finals. They did it on YouTube on Dark every Tuesday, but my big, my main my main problem is is Anna Jay and Tay Conte should have been in the finals versus Ivelisse and um, Diamante. Diamante. No offense to Brandy Rhodes. Stop booking yourself like Stephanie McMahon, because this is what Steph did when she was younger. She kept interjecting herself and interjecting herself and interjecting herself and interjecting herself. We don't know, like, we're, I'm having a hard time believing in Brandy Rhodes, the wrestler. And I get it. If she's passionate about it, she wants to continue to train. She wants to continue to get better. Like, that's cool. And I get Allie's been in the business forever. And she's, she's actually, you know, she's, she's got some legitimate, you know, mileage under her belt. But I just, there's no reason for me to believe that Brandy Rhodes should be in the final of a women's tag team like best in the world tournament Maybe. it makes no sense to me no offense it's like shane mcmahon being in the best in the world tournament yeah. and winning it like it's just poor it's poor forward thinking because instantly what's going to happen is is when you win your semifinal match fans are going to hate you for the next six weeks seven weeks because you you're booking yourself into positions of power right. like it's different for cody when he's the tnt champion because he went out of his way to make sure he couldn't be AEW champion. And then on top of it, he's not pushing himself to the moon, essentially. Right. Like, obviously, he gets stretchered out last night. He built himself up enough that when he did lose the belt and the way he lost the belt, it makes Brody Lee better for it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see where AEW's going. Uh, when are they on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Yeah, so. they got, they're got they getting preempted by basketball again, which, like I highlighted, you know, so maybe we'll see Thursday. Yeah. NXT will be Wednesday. AEW will be Thursday. Uh, um, and, and now we got SummerSlam. Yeah, so, so we'll, 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 obviously we'll, pro- we'll talk about this today, and we'll probably talk about it uh, on our next yeah, issue. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just give a quick preview. Um, you have the card up? Yeah, I got the card. So uh, first up is uh, the Raw tag match between the Street Profits uh, versus uh, Andrade and Angel Garza. So I guess let, felt- let's let's go ahead and we'll run the format like this, right? Like I'll throw out the, the card and then you tell me what you think is going to – I think the Street Profits win. Okay. But I think I, – I don't know. I think I think the Street Profits win, but I think you run in – you run in – they run into – it's going to be a good match. It's going to be. Good. I'll say it, it's going to be a good match. So I think that Andrade and Angel Garza walk away with the belts. I think that they've been building them up to be a legit tag team. Uh, I think that either way it uh, works. Yeah, me. the match is going to be good. Yeah, yeah, but they've I, built this well. Yeah, I didn't need the poison angle or nothing like that, but it, it just adds to Selena Vega's cunning and yeah. cheating, and you know, obviously, you know, we've said I, you're not a big Eddie Guerrero fan, but I am. That that's very. Eddie Guerrero <laughs> level, you know. Well, I'm also a big believer in the if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying methodology. Yeah, so, yeah. Like I said, I think I think it's just the time that I was watching Eddie just didn't have the yeah. the same set of eyes that I do now. 
All right, so um, let's see. Uh, United States Championship match, Apollo Crews versus MVP. Apollo. Yeah, I agree. The only way Apollo loses is if Cedric calls him the match. Which? Could happen. Could happen tonight. So we'll see. All right. Uh, Dominic uh, with Ray in his corner versus Seth, Seth and uh, Buddy Murphy. Seth wins. The reason why I say Seth wins is because it's going to push Seth into the main event picture after tonight. Hmm. Uh, the right call would be for Seth to win. I don't know if they're going to give Dom some uh, – because I don't know how long Dominic's run on this ro- roster is going to be. They're the, they want him to stay around because they want to keep Rey Mysterio on lock. Yeah. So, well, Rey's they, already they, said when this – contract runs out this year he's going back out and he's going to kind of do like a, a farewell tour kind of thing i wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in AEW. yeah i just with dominic you know like where does he go from here you know what i mean and this is the thing he we'll see how he wrestles yeah so tonight will be a big tryout for for dom for me personally so if he if he if he delivers in the ring with because Rollins is a is a tremendous worker yeah yeah I mean probably the best worker in, in in the WWE right now so if Dom goes in the ring with Rollins and looks good I think WWE has no problem with the old guard going out to do his farewell tour coming back at some point but keeping the young buck in in tow and saying well hey yeah we'll, we're gonna let your dad out of a contract but we want to sign you and bring you in and put you put you down because he's only like. 19 or yeah. 20, right? He's not. He's in his 20s. I yeah, don't know how old he's he not is. very old. Uh, all right. Uh, Sonya Deville versus Manny Rose, which we really didn't touch on what happened with Sonya. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, every dirt sheet out there. Is so they just, yeah, I mean, obviously she she had that. It was actually her and Mandy. Yeah, yeah. They, they were, were both, both in the house. Yeah. Um, which obviously, obviously yeah. not, not KFAB, but obviously, you know, there's sick people in this world and we you know i i deal with these type of people on a regular basis and i can only imagine what she was going through um what was going through her mind when she hears her f- fucking house alarm goes off and sees some fucking crazy dude standing there with a weapon yeah um good on them getting out getting the safety calling the police you know good on those officers responding quickly and catching the dude especially you know in this day and age yeah it could have been that that's the whole situation could have been yeah, a lot worse. worse so i'm 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 happy that it you know I'm, i mean it sucks that it happened i'm happy that at least it had the yeah, ending and obviously she's been dealing with all that shit the last couple of weeks and then they announced yeah so it was supposed to be a hair versus hair match and well, now, now it's, it's going to be a loser leaves loser leaves wwe match which i think I mean, I think it's a foregone conclusion. Mandy Rose is going to win at this point. Sonya probably wants some time off from WWE, um, which is completely yeah. expected and understandable. And it sucks because I we, from regardless of what happens at the end of the match, whoever wins loses. I think this is going to be the female match of the night because it's been built so well. Like if there's a female rivalry that's that's piqued my interest it's this one well and it also always helps we we've seen it multiple times right uh you know when when there's a, a type of connection there between either you know like brothers like Brian yeah, Allen, right? but the, yeah. those friendships like when they're best friends they, yeah. they put on even more match because there's there's that much more trust yeah. in the person you're working with so these two are best friends yep. i think we're going to see a really great 
uh, women's match. Yeah. Um, not that we're not going to see great, great matches with with Oscar and. But she's working double duty. There's no need to do that. They missed a major opportunity in that battle royal, not putting Rhea Ripley in it and allowing Rhea to win. Yeah. And you know they 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 shun Rhea for Charlotte, and then Charlotte goes on vacation hiatus shortly thereafter and we can't say it's because all oh, she wants to enjoy married life this and a third because her husband is still her right. fiance her husband whatever he is is still working so at the end of the day my my whole issue i have i mean i'm assuming they're the next two cards. yeah so we oh. have oscar taking on sasha oscar taking on bailey um both of them are championship matches and you know they're going to be back to back probably probably they're, they're going to keep oscar in the ring and then i'm not even uh, no offense She's going to win one of the belts. If she wins both of the belts, it's stupid. But WWE does stupid shit all the time, so yeah. we'll see. Yep, we'll see where it goes. Um, speaking of stupid, uh, so WWE Universal Championship match, Bray uh, Wyatt taking on, well, The Fiend taking on Braun Strowman. The Fiend's got to win. Yeah, I, I don't see how you book it any other way. Oh, as far as my, my picks for the, the women's matches, so, yeah, Mandy Rose... And then I actually think Asuka will win both belts. I think she's going to win both. All right. So uh, for this, yeah, I mean, Bray has to win. I, I, I completely agree. I, everything that you've built this story to be, if he doesn't win, he's he's already hurting as far as credibility goes. They're doing exactly what they did with him the first time. Yeah. So Have this crazy intro run where he's just unstoppable and then squash – Loss, squash, loss, loss, yeah. squash, loss. So, um, and then last up, Drew versus Randy. And this is probably the hardest one, I think, to pick. I think Randy wins. You do? Yeah. Because Drew, like I said, I think ultimately Randy wins. I think Randy's, Randy will feud with Seth at some point. I think cause Seth, Seth's going to be pushed back to the main event. But they're both. It does. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Okay. I, I'm telling you, they're going to figure it out. My thing is, is I think Randy, it, it's one or two things happens, because Seth already wrestled. Seth already went against Drew. Uh, no, Drew, Drew, Drew came out on top in his feud with Seth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, they've already feuded. Oh yeah, yeah, to this yeah. Oh, point I'm sorry. As, yeah, sorry. as, as, as Drew, it. yeah. So my thing is, I think what you end up seeing is Randy wins. Can, he obviously gets his rubber match with Drew. I think Drew would then – I hate to say this. I think we're going to see the same result at the Rumble. I think Drew wins the Rumble because they want Drew to win in front of a crowd. And if he – ultimately, Brock Lesnar still under contract. So I hate to say this. I think we're just slow rolling our time until Lesnar comes back and takes the belt from somebody. And it would be better if Lesnar took the belt from Randy than it would be for him taking it from Drew because it doesn't hurt Randy's – legacy if he loses the belt to, to Lesnar as long as he doesn't lose it like like a bitch well well the last time those two squared off Lesnar beat the crap out of Orton so. yeah so it'll we'll be, see yeah like I said I mean, you could you yeah you could well now that you mentioned that you know maybe we get Brock coming back maybe him and Randy fight you yeah. know Brock back as a not as a not as Randy a winning Randy winning tonight and Brock coming back tomorrow would be big yeah it'd be a, it'd be a huge post SummerSlam moment even in the pandemic era, people would be like, okay, well. But Brock is just not a good guy. That's that, I, and, that's, and that's what we're always looking at. He's too. a legend, though. 
Yeah, I guess. He's that's a legend. Tr- that's true. You can book him as that. Mm-hmm. And the le- one legend so that Randy is, hasn't and, killed. And so is Heyman. Yeah. Could you imagine him punting Heyman and that just sending Brock down the path of a destruction? Oh, man. Well, now, now. Now, if we don't get that, I'm going to be disappointed. You, 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 <laughs> we fantasy booked ourselves into a situation. What was what was the the meme I shared for the Batman uh, trailer? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Django. He's like, you uh, you have my curiosity, curiosity but now you have my attention. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think that's probably the best way to do it because then what happens is is say long term booking wise, maybe Lesnar doesn't win the belt right away. Like, he actually loses to Orton in their first match and then gets a second title shot, and he wins it at, say, like, some, at Survivor Series. That sets up a month, two-month-long, where now Lesnar can be dominant or be, in, be a heel again, and Drew can be the babyface fighting all the way up to the Rumble. And maybe Drew doesn't even win the Rumble. but Maybe he's, like, one of the last two or three, and whoever wins the Rumble goes for the Universal title yeah. instead. You know, set up whoever the next fiend villain's going to be which i to be honest with you i think the fiend if he wins it at SummerSlam, should hold the title belt all the way to mania next year if you're going to have if you're going to have a moment for for the big dog to come back and actually shine wins the rumble fights the fiend squashes the monster at mania in the main event and you put roman in because remember was it the year that he was supposed to wrestle triple eight he wrestled triple eight at 32 there was a lot of buzz that Bray was going to be in the main event against Roman because mm-hmm. they built that whole anyone but you, Roman, anyone but you. And that's – you could build on that. Like, see what I'm saying? WWE, give us a call. We'll fix this <laughs> whole fucking company for you. Yeah, so um, we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, we're recording this before SummerSlam, so we'll see, you know, what our predictions lead to till tomorrow. So, yeah. All right. All right. Well, I mean – do you have anything else? No. Like I said, looking forward to SummerSlam and uh, looking forward to everything the wrestling world has given us. Like I said, we're not really keeping up with Impact. I know New Japan's doing their American Cup or their USA Cup right now. Um, so a lot of those guys. It sucks until New Japan can get their guys back all in tow and on their same building and same venues. It's going to continue to be a lot of this stuff. AEW just released a bunch of British wrestlers um, because obviously they haven't been working. They're signing a ton of talent. Oh, big NXT thi- UK is coming back. Yes, in September. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big big uh, thing I, I didn't mention. I know I said Cody Lee was the highlight. My, I would say maybe my my one A one B my one B Rosalina showing up with the NWA Women's Championship belt. I've been saying they need to find something to make the women's division matter. They found it, Rosalina, on. Or, or it's not Thunder, Thunder Rosa. Sorry, yeah. I keep I called her Rosalie. Thunder Rosa showing up. I watched her win that title on Power. I watched her build her character up on Power, and now she's on AEW. And it looks like AEW is partnering with NWA. All this has to be coming at some point. You're going to get Nick Aldis, and I am so excited for the idea of. Screw it! I'll take an MJF, Nick Aldis, AEW NXT or AEW NWA cross promotion. Like, there's so much shit that I'm, I'm, I'm like, I saw her pop up with that title, but I'm like, Nick Aldis is coming. He's got to be coming. And and a lot of people aren't big Nick Aldis fans, but he carries that belt with prestige. He defends it in in multiple promotions and brands and things like that. But NWA partnering with AEW. 
means we're one step closer to AEW and Ring of Honor and then AEW and New Japan. And I'm letting you know right now, if AEW starts partnering with all these other independent federations that have the legitimate independent stars in them, WWE is in trouble. They are in trouble. If they're willing to convince TNT to put NWA on, on live television or even, you know, they come up with some like like global war or some shit, some thing where like they, they do feature Ring of Honor, New Japan, and they do all that. I'm telling you right now, it there's never been something you're like, you know, this could really, really compete. This could compete. They already proved it with Ring of Honor New Japan selling out MSG in 15 minutes for, for Supercard two years ago. I'm telling you, Rosa, Thunder Rose is showing up. I'm like, the future's, the future's looking different. It's looking different. AEW's keeping their promise. We'll see. We'll um, see. But, yeah, so I digress. All right. Um, uh, I got nothing else. Uh, so... Uh, we guess we'll wrap this one up. Yep. All right. Uh, hey, guys, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts if you're not already. Uh, DGI Podcast, uh, Instagram, uh, is Dives Got Issues Podcast, uh, or you can look us up on Facebook. And we also have a YouTube channel uh, that you can find us on. Uh, not a whole lot going on right there, but we're going to try to put something out every other Tuesday, the same week that our uh, Spotlight Issue drops. Yep. We're going uh, to put a video up there. The first one, <laughs> yeah, well, DGI stands for Dad Gets Interrupted because it is, that's all that one was. But, hey, you know what? If you guys give it a watch for us, that'd be great. And then feel free to follow us along. If you guys have any suggestions. Like we'll, and subscribe. Yeah. Comment. Comment. Tell us what you want to see, what you want to hear about. Like I said, um, we're just going to try and do, like, a bi-weekly update, essentially. Yeah. So some of the stuff, it'll, it'll hopefully reduce some of the stuff we talk about here. But anything that we really want to dive into that maybe we get into on those those YouTube videos, uh, and, and updates we'll we'll also dive into here on the podcast yep so other than that that's all we got one last call nope all right then uh thanks for listening uh hit our music oh, 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 oh.